The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Beloved, we gather for ordered worship to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. The liturgy, music, and homily and Eucharist this day are offered for our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of ministry and service in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray together. O oh God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as surpass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love toward you that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16, verses 9 through 15. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia, pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace, the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Please join me in reading responsibly verses from Psalm 67 with the Antiphon. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known upon earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, blessed us. May God continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere him. Please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel lesson. of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John, chapter 14, verses 23 through 29. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, 
I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. seated. Come with me, if you will, for just a moment as we take a bit of a walk through our beloved city. We'll leave Marsh Chapel and turn left heading due east. We'll walk down Commonwealth, maybe through the mall there, the magnolias and the crab apples and the tulips. And the pansies and all are just beautiful and fragrant in this season. We'll stroll for a little bit. We'll saunter. We'll wander. We're together. We're going to take this walk together. At Dartmouth, we'll turn south. We'll go a block to Copley Square. We'll pause for a minute at our brother congregation, Old South Church. We'll leave a calling card for the minister and a prayer of encouragement for their congregation. We'll go then over to the back door of our brother congregation, Trinity Church, and we'll leave there a similar calling card, a word of prayer and encouragement. We're going to come then toward the library, and we're going to stop in front of a makeshift memorial there. Some have done this individually. We're going to do this together now as a region, by the mind's eye and in the imagination, as well as here in the nave of Marsh Chapel. We'll read some of the notes. We'll remember the names. We'll see the decorations. I'm not going to rush you. You can take as long as you want. It's your imagination after all. Then we're going to head back home. We're going to come up 
Boylston heading west, and we'll see the library on the left, of course, and Marathon Sports on the right. We'll stop, maybe we'll go into the Lenox Hotel and enjoy the beauty of that atrium. We'll stand for a minute in front of the Forum restaurant. There's another little memorial there. We'll see Lord and Taylor. We're going to do this right now just for a moment together so that together we can level with one another and face together what we've been through. Two young men of limited abilities armed with the internet, $100 in kitchen utensils, put the fifth largest metropolitan region of the country on many day hold with loss of life and limb, property and security. We know it's happened before. Oklahoma, 9-11, Columbine, Virginia Tech, Newtown. But this is our neighborhood. So we're going to pause there before we come back, and we're headed back to chapel here quickly, just to face what we know is out there, which is an open, unforeseen, and unforeseeable future laden with all the portents of human freedom, good and bad and indifferent. An open future and human freedom. This is our shared situation. Now today we receive the living grace of God through the table, the Eucharist, bread and cup. We hear the word of living grace, speaking and hearing. That's really about what we have. The scripture read earlier gives us the promise of a spirit of truth. There's a spirit of truth loose in the universe, this same situation we just described. It's a promise given as a gift into the unforeseen future. John chapter 14 is a moonscape, rugged, it's familiar phrases don't help us actually because it is so strange. Here is the self-correcting spirit of truth loose in the universe presented in a strange new language. Not the language of the psalmist who sang of living grace. Not the language of Lydia who embraced living grace. But that odd, different, courageous language of the fourth gospel. A new word, not be found before or after, whose background we don't know, a mystery. Translated here, counselor. A spirit of truth, a counselor, an advocate. Seems like the assumption is that we might need such a counselor at some point. That we might want such an advocate at some point. These verses contain, among other surprises, the following. Did you listen carefully to the you? You know our mother tongue, our language is beautiful. Except that it has some places where you have to be careful. These pronouns, 
This is you plural. Just to be clear, not you singular, but you plural. All the way through. I speak to you plural while I am still with you plural. I teach you truth you to you plural. I remind you plural. Peace I leave with you plural. Not as the world gives do I give to you plural. Let not your hearts be troubled. Cascading and climax at the end, the verse names what we know in our experience that we are souls meant for other souls, that we are our own most self when we are shoulder to shoulder in the pew. I think I heard on television, I might have been mistaken, but I, I thought I heard a commentator saying, well, quoting almost exactly, let not your heart be troubled. That's what I heard. Let not your heart. It's only one sigma, only one S, only one letter, but it changes the whole paragraph. This is a common word for the commonwealth and the common good spoken to us together. That is, the spirit of truth makes of us a community by making of us an addressable community. The Spirit makes of us a community by making of us an addressable community. The Spirit speaks to us together. That's almost right. It just has one two-letter word too many. The Spirit speaks us together. The Spirit speaks us together. We listen for the living grace and receive the bread and cup in which we are nourished this day as those who have known the truth of the gospel, that meaning is found in community, that belonging is found in fellowship, that empowerment is found in friendship. And this is a word for you, plural, you all, all you all. In these hours, as we receive the living grace of God and bread and cup and word and hearing, may we receive as well the capacity to live in grace. The wisdom to discern a better world, the power to build a better world, and the goodness to want a better world. Let's receive a little wisdom from one another. We need to be honest about some maybe raw and perhaps new emotions that we have. Some go by the names of anger or even rage. We need to be able to identify those. Confess so that we do not repress. Beware the return of the repressed. It may be fortuitous that the spirit is named here counselor you may want to find a conversation partner. Let us receive a bit of wisdom today. Let us receive today also a capacity to acquire a power to build something new. You know, Paul in the 12th chapter, I understand what he's saying in Romans when he says, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor, 
Never lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in your hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Practice hospitality. I think I understand that part. It's the 20th verse later where he says, feed your enemy so that we can pour heaping coals upon his head. I've never quite understand it, understood that. Except I see the leverage that Archimedean, Syracusan leverage Paul's giving to these newer, harsher emotions, pushing them up to the benefit of the common good. Let's receive a little power today. Let's receive a little goodness today. Goodness does the good. I bring you a thank you note, Marsh Chapel, and particularly the staff of Marsh Chapel, for the good you did in the evening of April 15. We've received many such notes. Some of us were in the hospital, but you were here, and you brought uh, sustenance, and you brought uh, refreshment, and you brought prayer, and you brought counsel, and one wrote back saying, We just wanted to thank you all for your kindness and hospitality. On Marathon Monday, when our race came to an end at mile 25, we were so disoriented about what was going on without any cell phones or money, we wandered the streets a while, confused about what to do and worried about our loved ones at the finish line. We met wonderful people that day. Some gave us money to get a taxi, but there were none to be found. Others told us to go to the chapel and walked us to your doorstep. Everyone at the chapel was so nice and helpful, bringing us food, hot tea, and letting us use your phones. We felt safe. You helped us to reunite with our families. Thank God that they were okay, and thank God for all the wonderful and kind people we met that day and who met us at Marsh Chapel. Sincerely. An act of good in the heart of challenge an act of good in the teeth of difficulty, an act of good in the face of distress, has ripple effects, changes the culture about. Let us receive the wisdom to design a better world, the power, acquiring the power to build one, and having the goodness to long for it. Beloved, the living grace spoken and received today is offered not to one heart or to another, but hearts meant to be enfleshed with one another, which again, by God's grace, we have learned in these days. I think I see our exit to the sermon here. We're going to remember later on the seniors who are graduating from our midst and going on. We commend them to all, and we offer, because they're the class of 2013, and because Maimonides would have liked it, 13 benedictions for them as they go. We give you these in these hours of completion. May you finish your papers, wake up for your finals, and complete your courses. May you find a job if you're hunting for one, and be found by a calling if you're not hunting for one. May you remember your mom 
on Mother's Day, that's seven days from today and counting. <laughs> now you remember that there are two ways to be wealthy, rich, well off. You can have a lot of money or very few needs. May you face death honestly, as you have seen others here do in this fortnight past, and so discover again the precious, priceless gift of every one breath. May you with the Greeks see in tragedy the seedbed of future nobility. May you bring sense and purpose to events and days that lack both sense and purpose. May you return your overdue library books. May you find your overdue library <laughs> books. May you, with Samuel Johnson, keep your friendships in good repair. With Baden-Powell, do a good turn daily. With Wesley and Teresa, remember the poor. And with Bill Coffin, take yourselves lightly that you can fly like the angels. May you have a lifelong, rapturous love affair with the city of Boston, the home of the bean and the cods, where the Lowells speak only to the Cabots and the Cabots speak only to God. And may you bring your firstborn at age eight to Fenway Park and at age 18 to Boston University. <laughs> and may you as a generation, this is you plural, you all, all you all, discover the wisdom to design a better world, acquire the power to build it, and have the goodness to want it. May life be good to you, but may you be good to life my dear ones, my dear friends, you who so resemble my own dear children, may you be well, may you be safe, may you be happy. Within the embrace of the living gra grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, may it be so, may it be so, may it be so, amen.
Dearly beloved, please be seated. We greet you once again here in the nave of Marsh Chapel this Sunday morning, and we invite you to help us get to know you better and help you get to know one another better by participating in our ritual of friendship and putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew, taking a moment to pass that along to your neighbor as well. We are coming to the end of our programmatic year here at Marsh Chapel. We are looking forward next week to this, I believe, Sunday when four of our graduating seniors will offer reflections on what their faith has meant to them while they've been here at Boston University. Those four are Ms. Siri Hamilton, Ms. Brittany Schwartz, Ms. Molly Flanagan, and Mr. Sammy Hamden. We look forward to hearing their words next week. Of course, the following week is baccalaureate right here in the nave at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. And uh, we promise to have you, the president, the provost, the dean, and everyone else who needs to be up the street, up the street, well in time for commencement activities at one. A couple of uh, notes about the music this morning. Uh, uh, the communion motet this morning is a setting of the Song of Simeon, the Nunc Dimittis, by uh, Sean Glenn, who was an active member of the chapel choir from 2011 to 2012. He uh, wrote it by commission for the Marsh Chapel Choir here at Boston University. Uh, and dedicated it to the choir and to Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett, our music director. We note our first anthem this morning was a setting uh, from, uh, by Rachmaninoff from the Vespers, uh, and we are, in, in singing it this morning, recognizing our unity with our Orthodox Christian brothers and sisters who are celebrating Easter this week. As our ushers wait upon us for the offertory, we would invite you to meditate upon Ye Choirs of New Jerusalem by C.V. Stanford. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
give you thanks, O God, this day for life and work and peace. Now bless these gifts and those who have given them to the work of ministry in this place and throughout the world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. In baptism we died with Christ, so that as Christ was raised from the dead, we might walk in newness of life. Let us receive new life in him as we confess our sins in penitence and faith. Father eternal, giver of light and grace, we have sinned against you and against our neighbor in what we have thought, in what we have said and done, through ignorance, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We have wounded your love and marred your image in us. We are sorry and ashamed and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and lead us out from darkness to walk as children of light. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who in his great mercy has promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with heartfelt repentance and true faith turn to him, have mercy upon you, pardon and forgive you for all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, Peace be with you. Then were they glad when they saw the Lord. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us share with one another a sign of peace. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. In your loving care, you spread before us the table of life and give us the cup of salvation to drink. Keep us always in the fold of our Savior and our Shepherd, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Blessed be God forever. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Almighty and Eternal Father, and in these days of Easter, to celebrate with joyful hearts the memory of your wonderful works. For by the mystery of his passion, Jesus Christ, your risen Son, has conquered the powers of death and hell, and restored in men and women the image of your glory. He has placed them once more in paradise, and opened to them the gate of eternal life. And so, in the joy of this Passover, earth and heaven resound with gladness, while angels and archangels and the powers of all creation sing forever the hymn of your glory.
Lord, you are holy indeed, the source of all holiness. Grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit and according to your holy will, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. And so, Father, calling to mind his death on the cross, his perfect sacrifice made once for the sins of the whole world, rejoicing in his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, and looking for his coming in glory, we celebrate this memorial of our redemption. As we offer you this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, we bring before you this bread and this cup, and we thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. Send the Holy Spirit on your people and gather into one in your kingdom all who share this one bread and one cup, so that we in the company of all the saints may praise and glorify you forever through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom, with whom, and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. When you accept to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread.
Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Blessed are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and I shall be healed. Come, for all things are now ready.
Let us pray. God our Father, whose Son, Jesus Christ, gives the water of eternal life, may we thirst for you, the spring of life and source of goodness, through him who is alive and reigns, now and forever. Amen. Beloved, you are invited to continue in fellowship following worship down in our marsh room over luncheon. You are encouraged to greet your neighbor in the pew following the postlude this day, a word of benediction. May the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you. Amen.